0: I don't know if you've ever thought about the fact that for grapes to accomplish everything that they could, they had to change their shape. They couldn't stay on the vine. They couldn't stay in that same form. There had to be a a picking off the vine. There had to be a crushing and a pressing for all that could come out of them. It seems like that happens to us, doesn't it? Where we get plucked (laughs) from the comfortable, where we get taken from that which we've gotten used to and the unexpected happens. This morning, we're starting a new series called The Unexpected Life. To be honest, this came out of a study that I was preparing for Christmas this year. Yeah, sometimes I look ahead. It was going to be called the unexpected Christmas. But the more I was looking at that, the more I realized, I think we need this now. The unexpected. Now, I don't know if you've heard that phrase or not that says, expect the unexpected. I don't like that phrase. The reason I don't like it is if I'm expecting it, then it's not unexpected, is it? But what we really should do is make sure that we expect unexpected things to happen. We don't have to like them, but we have to realize they're coming. It was a Tuesday this last December. In fact, it was December 28th. I was so excited for that day. I got up really early and I went to the hospital. Yes, I was excited to go to the hospital. Because I was scheduled for surgery to replace this hip that is bothering me for so long. That's what was planned. And then the unexpected. In the pre-op and all prepared ready to roll, had already talked to the the doctor and the anesthesiologist and the nurses had done everything and they started to leave the room and said, wait a minute, something's not right. They called somebody else in and said, something's not right. Now, I don't know what your personality is, but my personality is, well, quit saying something's not right and tell me what's not right. So they did. They said, your heart's not beating as it should. And I thought, oh, it feels like it to me. They go, no, no, it's going way too fast. I couldn't tell. They said, in fact, not only is it beating fast, it's not beating in the right rhythm. Now, I've never been accused of having great rhythm, so I wasn't bothered by that until I thought what that meant. And then it flashed before my eyes, we're not going to have surgery today. So the unexpected happened. I was in the hospital longer for what happened next than what was planned. And they they did stuff and the procedures. And uh, I can now say I have truly been shocked uh, as they tried to put my heart back in rhythm. And it took a couple of tries because my wife says that I'm stubborn. I don't think so. But evidently my heart is as well. But in those days where I felt fine but wasn't allowed to do anything and I wasn't in the hospital for what I had gone for, that it just settled in. This is the unexpected. Let me ask you, what do you do when what happens is not what you expected? When you say, this isn't what I had planned. How do you handle it? Or what do you do when you're not sure what's going to happen? Now, see, it might be something unexpected that was an unexpected loss. It could be an unexpected addition. It could be something you've created or something that was thrust upon you. Well, in the Bible, there are two guys named Paul and Silas. Who give us a great picture of this. In fact if you want to follow along in your Bibles. Or your Bible on your devices. It's in the New Testament. The book of Acts chapter 16. Now Paul and Silas had planned to go to Macedonia. They had been working on this. People had been praying for them. The the plans and the schedule had all been laid out. But God stopped them from going. They had planned um, to go not to Macedonia. But to Bithynia. But the change of plans. Sent them to Troas. And then God sent a message to Paul saying. Now I want you to go to Macedonia. And then he led them to the leading city there called Philippi. And Yes the book of Philippians in the New Testament. Was written to the believers in the town of Philippi. Because they were called Philippians. It's not complicated. This leading city of Philippi was not only a leading city, it was also a Roman colony. Now they had some early victories while they were there in Philippi in sharing the gospel. In fact, a lady named Lydia who was influential and well-known and her household were baptized and many witnessed this event. Things were going great. And then the unexpected pick up with me in Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 16, where they said, and we were going to the place of prayer. We were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us crying out. These men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation And she kept doing this for many days. Paul, having been greatly annoyed, just time out. I took great comfort in realizing that the Apostle Paul got annoyed at people occasionally. Okay, back to the scripture. Paul, become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off of them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened. Everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in, trembling with fear. He fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. And he spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night, washed their wounds, and he baptized. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up to his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that had believed in God. But when it was day, the magistrates sent police saying, let those men go. The jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. Paul said to them, They've beaten us publicly, uncondemned. We men are Roman citizens, and they have thrown us into the prison. Do they not throw us out secretly? No, Let them come themselves and take us out. The police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them and took them out and asked them to leave the city. So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and then they departed. The unexpected, what do you do when life, changes. What do you do when life becomes unexpected? Well, the pattern for Paul and Silas is one that we can follow. The first thing is start by doing what you already know to do. What do you already know you should do for those who are followers of Christ is to follow him, continue to be in the word, pray, serve whatever God lays before us. To start by doing what you already know to do. In other words, follow through on your call, whatever it is. Now, if you're saying, I don't have a call. Yes, you do. If you're a follower of Christ, you have a call. We've been called to follow him. We've been called to serve. We've been called to witness. We've been called to be an example. We've been called to continue to follow him and to know him better. We all have that call and it shows up in different ways. For you see, truly all of us who follow Christ are ministers of Christ, not just those of us who have that title. In fact, it's kind of confusing really. When I was a school teacher before becoming a pastor, I was a minister of Jesus Christ uniquely disguised as a school teacher and a coach. Those who are working in the factory are ministers of Christ, uniquely disguised as factory workers. See, we all have that call. We simply do what we already know to do, even when it's unexpected. It doesn't mean we pretend there are no problems, but we do what God has already shown us until he shows us something different. Paul and Silas, verse 16, it says they were going to the place of prayer. It's what they normally did. They followed their pattern and their routine, even though they were somewhere they had not planned to go. We need to do the same to continue to do what we've been called to do. Secondly, don't be surprised by hardships. I think that's what that phrase, expect the unexpected, means. Don't be surprised by the unexpected. Now, Paul and Silas didn't seem to be surprised. In fact, if you read some of Paul's biography, he says how many times he's been beaten and how many times he was thrown in jail. In fact, he was left for dead on one occasion. So he expected hardship, though he didn't know what was coming each time. We need to make sure we're not surprised by hardships. Just because we follow Jesus Christ doesn't mean we're not going to have problems. All God's children have problems. I remember... When my mom got cancer and, you know, it was shocking. It it is for any of us, no matter how common it may be in our society. But I I remember very vividly more than one person saying to me, it's not supposed to happen to somebody like your mom. I said, well, then who's it supposed to happen to? I mean, we are not immune to hardship. We are not immune to difficulty. And we need to understand that hardship and surprises is a part of life. Following Christ does not mean there will be no hardship. Christ had hardship. He was crucified for us. He did nothing wrong. That seems like a bit of a hardship. Paul and Silas had the unexpected. They ended up in a place they didn't plan to go. They ended up in a place they didn't plan to end up in, in prison. They ended up being beaten. They didn't plan on that. And then when they were released, they didn't go where they had been told to go. Instead, they went and ministered one last time before they left the city. We are not immune to hardships. Don't be surprised. The question is not, Lord, why is this happening, but what should I learn from this? Lord, what can I do in the middle of this? Paul and Silas started singing at midnight in prison. Now, I'm struck by the fact that the scripture tells us that the prisoners were all listening to them in verse 25. I don't think they had much choice. They were in prison too. And it sounds like Paul and Silas were singing loud enough that everybody knew what they were singing which should encourage you that no matter where you are, go ahead in the car, in the shower, at home right now, watching on TV, or when you come back together among us, it should not be quiet when we worship. Don't be surprised by the hardship. In fact, give God praise anyway. In prison, at midnight, having been beaten with rods, their feet stuck in stocks, chained in the inner cell. The inner cell meant there was no light coming in there. There were no windows, probably not much ventilation. And they gave God praise anyway. Notice they were not praising God for the hardship, but for who he is. You can admit that the situation is not good. It is not what you wanted and still give God praise. I've shared with many people going through difficult times, it's okay to say, God, this stinks. My grandpas were both farmers. They were both men of rather few words. So when they spoke, you paid attention. And I remember hearing my grandpa one time talking about the manure around the farm and saying, It's okay to say that stinks because it does. We need to recognize what we're in, what we're facing, and admit the hardship that may be there. And then give God praise. Not for the hardship, not for what stinks, not for the unexpected, but give him praise for who he is. Because he is still God, even in the unexpected. He is still God, even in our difficulty He is still God whether we created it or someone else created it for us. He is still God whether we understand it or not. For you see, we need to look and listen for the unexpected opportunities because God never wastes any circumstances. Look and listen for the unexpected opportunities I look at this, and at this moment, it says, verse 27, the jailer woke up, saw the prison doors open. He was going to draw a sword and kill himself because he knew, according to custom and law, in that Roman colony, they would take his life because he assumed the prisoners had escaped. I mean, wouldn't you assume that? All the doors were open and the chains fell off, but they were all still sitting there. Paul and Silas were either so bad at singing that everybody was mesmerized by it or they were so, so good at it, nobody could stop listening they were all still there God never wastes any circumstances in the place they didn't expect in the place they didn't deserve so to speak Paul and Silas saw the opportunity know how un, no matter how unexpected or difficult the circumstance may appear don't allow the unexpected to blind you to the opportunity that may be right in front of you I had a chance in those days that I didn't want to be in the hospital to talk to some people who came in and out of my room and to learn something about some of them why not where else was I going to be able to share and to to speak and to witness to individuals even in the unexpected so Paul called to the jailer said, don't kill yourself. We're all still here. I want you to notice this. That Paul and Silas, when the jailer came to them, he rushed in, fell down before them. It says in verse 29, the jailer then brought them out. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Why did he ask Paul and Silas that? Because he had already seen and heard their witness. In the unexpected. You see, when we can continue to live for Christ, giving him praise, not for the circumstances, but for who he is, it will be noticed. Which takes us to the last point. We need to learn to live boldly, even in the unexpected. To live boldly. Verse 25. They're singing and praying at midnight in prison while chained up. Verse 28. They cried out, don't harm yourself. We're all here. And witnessed to the jailer. The jailer then and his whole family was saved and baptized as a result of it. In verse 40, even after being told... To leave town, they did, but they didn't hurry out. (laughs) They stopped and had one more service before they left town. To encourage the brothers. Imagine these two guys who had been beaten, who had been condemned unfairly, now stood and encouraged those who were there. Before going on to what God had for them next. Next. We need to always look for God and to share with others, even in the unexpected. See, living boldly includes continuing to move forward in the unexpected. Paul and Silas hadn't even planned to be in Philippi. They hadn't even planned to be in Macedonia. But God led them there. All of it was unexpected, except they were following Christ. So let me ask you, what's your unexpected right now? Maybe it's that you're being struck by the fact that you're not a follower of Christ. Well, that can change even right now. You don't have to do anything fancy, but say, here I am, Lord, and I need you. He comes in, forgives, cleanses, and saves. Let me ask you, how are you dealing with, With whatever your unexpected is. It could be a physical need. It could be a financial need. It could be a relational situation. It could be all kinds of things. God is still God. Even in your unexpected. God will still lead you. If you allow him to. Even in the unexpected. Look for the opportunities. Keep doing what you already know to do. And live boldly, even in the unexpected. Jesus, thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. Thank you for leading us, even to the unexpected at times. But thank you especially for leading us while we're in whatever the unexpected is. Lord, I know there are many in our fellowship, and many in our community who are in the midst of some unexpected stuff right now. They couldn't have imagined, nor did they plan for what they're in. These last couple of years, if nothing else, have shown us that a lot of unexpected is happening. Lord, I pray that you would give comfort, strength, And Lord, help them to lift their heads to see you and to follow you, whatever they're facing. So Lord, this week, as the unexpected happens, help me to still follow you. Help me to still do what you've called me to do. Help me to still live boldly, seeing the opportunities that you're providing. And may others follow that as well. In Jesus' name, we plead and ask these things. Amen.